You want to be hardcore. You want to be extreme. Well, if you're like the Sandman, then you're listening to the podcast Drunk Wrestling History, dudes. And please be drunk when you hear it. I kept Kleenex in business in the late 90s. Mike Austin might have fucked to knock his wife. But just say no to this pay-per-view. Wait, were you making a death joke? Told you we should have gone to the donkey show. Stop choking yourself. It's either death or defecation. Woo! Hello, ladies. Welcome to 205 Jive. I'm Adam. I'm your designated host. Which means usually outside of this, if people are drinking, I'm a responsible DD. And hoping for the company of someone with DDs. But also joining us tonight are our very hard-working, drunk wrestling historians. This is Eddie Woozle Hustle. I mean, uh, the step-off, I'm doing the hump. <laughs> and this, how the fuck do I compete with that? <laughs> you can't. I guess not. This is Scott educating the masses one drink at a time. Ah, that was hard on the throat. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> ah. Uh, mm. Good Got you right in the Adam's one. apple. Oh, hey, oh yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, we got a... We got a sexy episode of 205 Job <laughs> coming up for all of you. You got... <laughs> You but it's drinks. not long. <laughs> <laughs> it could be cut short. But we'll... <laughs> but we'll oh, unbelievable. But we'll, uh, but, we'll keep, but we'll keep it a good length for everyone to enjoy. <laughs> oh my God, Adam, you're on fire tonight. <laughs> you got drinks. I got drinks. Let's just do this. Today's episode, tonight's episode, where whenever you're listening to this, just uh, hopefully you got a you got a beverage in hand, maybe curled up in bed with that special someone. Listen to our episode all about one Mr. Sean Morley, better known as the Big Valboski, Val Venus. Man, what a character Val Venus was, huh? <laughs> Dude, I just think Adam should just do this entire episode by himself, and we'll just provide the laugh track. I think you're right. Adam is a ra- <laughs> Adam is a rare form right now. Oh, dude, like he was custom tailored for this particular episode. Yep, yep, <laughs> yep. Oh yeah, that was incredible. I mean, I've I've done practice uh, as like Optimus Prime. I think this is just more of what? A, what? <laughs> like more of just tweaking the voice a bit. Like this is Optimus Prime Autobots rollout. It's like a version of that to pull off Valvina's like Autobots rollout. Hello, ladies. Right, so, <laughs> so it, I guess that range, uh, you just tweak it a little bit. But yeah, isn't that Optimus? Optimus Prime is like the dude from Unsolved Mysteries, right? Robert Stack is that his name? Is that the guy who does his voice? Oh shoot! You're uh, no, it's, it's not. not. It no, it sounds like no, him, but though. I know Robert's Robert Stack. He's low range like that, but it, it, but it but, could but, be yeah, but it's not. Yeah, but this uh, episode is not about 
uh, Optimus Prime or Robert Stack. It's or all un- about Val Venus. <laughs> yeah, so Val Venus was great. Um, I've had. <laughs> I don't know why, but it took me. I never thought. I've had. So we have a list of episodes, I, episode ideas, and we have all kinds of different shit, like pay per views or gimmicks or characters. And for some reason, we've been doing this for a year and a year and a half or so. Um, yeah. Never thought to do a Val Venus episode until just a couple weeks ago when we were coming up with ideas for this. And we were like, we need a 205 Jive. And we thought, Val Venus, like, how do we never think of that before? It's kind of obvious to do that with this fucking dumb show. <laughs> exactly. And I think one of the best parts about Val Venus is when you hear the word Venus, V-E-N-U-S, nope, they spelled it V-E-N-I-S. <laughs> yeah, right. To look like penis yeah <laughs> because that was attitude era funny oh yeah that it, it was it was it's still funny and he was really signed at kind of the height of the attitude era in 98 and they started showing a bunch of vignettes which wwe characters tended to always be at their best when they were getting vignettes ahead of their totally, arrival totally and so he was being built up as like the next big wwe guy to make his entrance into the wwe but he was going to be a porn star. They had never gone down that road before to where they had somebody involved in the adult industry. And here comes this dude named Val Venus with an I instead of a U. Ugh, dude, I couldn't wait to see his first match. Right. So this is, yeah, at this point in 98, they were like, fuck it. Let's just get a porn star with a big dick and put him in the yeah, exactly. ring. Exactly. Um, exactly, yeah. yeah so, and then the speculation is, what? what's his finishing move going to be? Is it going to be the small package? His finishing <laughs> move? <laughs> so yeah. uh, so let's get really quickly before we get into the um, vignettes, because I have a lot of notes on the vignettes. Do you know who trained Val Venus? Uh, he came from Canada, right? Yeah. He's I, from Oakville, Ontario. I don't recall who trained him. The missing link of all people trained Val Venus. Really? The, the missing, missing link. link. Yeah. That has to be his claim to fame, right? Because it certainly wasn't his in-ring career. No, the, the his claim to fame is the big green head from the neck up, like in Frankenhooker, you know? <laughs> like, like, Dude. Okay, do you want that to be your claim to fame? Or the, hey, I trained Val Venus. That's a pretty big claim to fame, dude. Yeah, I mean, I mean Val Venus had a much better career than Link did. <laughs> exactly yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah like and that would look if, if i'm a wrestler like that would be my goal like anybody coming to my school i want to make them better than i was so oh he did it kudos to the link yeah <laughs> yeah mission accomplished yeah i mean if i remember the missing link for anything like you said it's that big green head but man if i'm link i want to be remembered for <laughs> val venus yeah um so the first vignette aired the night after wrestlemania 14 and that's to me that's always been to me kind of wrestlemania 14 has been like it's always hard to say when the Attitude Era kicks off. I've always kind of thought of it as Survivor Series 97. But WrestleMania 18, uh, 14 is when it kicks into high gear, when Austin wins the title. And the, yes. the feud with him and Vince really fucking becomes, you know, like goes into the next fucking level. Yeah, it becomes the focal point. So at the same time, they were like, oh, let's put a porn star on TV. Um, so the first vignette, a camera is like coming into a bedroom and you can hear a chick moaning. And it goes, Val is laying in bed watching his latest movie, Live Hard. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, yeah, Bruce Willis is all right, but he's no big Valvoski. And it's, I love his bedroom because there's a painting of a tiger on the wall, which is so perfect. It's just like perfect. <laughs> Who thought that shit up? 
And he talks about he talks about how he has a gift that no other man has ever been blessed with, which I can only assume is a giant dick, which makes me think like he's got a bigger dick than John Holmes. Oh shit. Yeah, maybe. Right? That's serious. You think they would have had him wear tights then and not trunks? Yeah, or, or, or like baggy pants to, to not offend anyone. Right, right. But like trunks <laughs> seem a little dangerous if you're swinging a weapon that large. Like you walk out there, it falls out. Like suddenly you're trolling for Boy Scouts. That's you know, true. You got to be careful with that. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. So he mentions that very first vignette that he's going to penetrate the WWF. <laughs> so then we get to the next week. And I'm so I'm watching these uh, vignettes on Peacock. And I'm like, where is this? Where's the, you know, I'm scrolling through it or scanning through it. And I'm like, they're, they were always in the second hour of the show, which makes perfect sense. Actually, the first two were like right after the first segment of the uh, of the 10 o'clock hour. The rest were way late in the 10 o'clock hour. And I was like, I wonder if the ne- if the USA Network is like, dude, can you put Val Venus on after 1045? That makes sense. You know, yeah, totally. Yeah, they got later into the show. Um, so the next one... <laughs> <laughs> he's in a dressing room on a porn set and he's doing casting couch videos. <laughs> Which is a very strange, particular, a very strange genre of porn. Um, and then he mentions when I explode inside the WWF, he'll give it his best inch by inch. <laughs> <laughs> then the next, oh, dude. Then the next week he's in the shower with two chicks. And this vignette was just okay, and I was like, oh, man, did it kind of, like, jump the shark on week three? Because this one was just, it was okay. Um, and it was cool because, like, the graphic at the end of every vignette was, like, leopard print. Or, no, it was not leopard. It was, like, uh, what are those things called? Tiger? Like, tiger? Uh, okay. Or liger, even. Um, like, tiger print. <laughs> well, to match his painting in his room. Yeah, to match the painting in the room, and it says, Val yeah. Venus is coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I was kind of like, that one was just okay. And I was like, man, did he jump the shark on week three? No, he didn't. Because on week no. four, he's in the car getting a blowjob. <laughs> and he does a promo and she like sits up. And he, and he looks at her and he says, did you find the keys yet, honey? <laughs> she says, no. Why don't you take another look? <laughs> oh my god! I'm gosh. like, this is on fucking television. This is on a wrestling show. It was insane. And the last vignette before he actually shows up is the one, the infamous one with Janet Jameson in the woods where he's got the purple army hat on or a helmet. And uh, she stands up and she's topless. Was there mud on it? (laughs) No, this is early. Any mud on the helmet? No No way, man. This was earlier in her career. She didn't have to do that yet. Oh, gotcha. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Um, (laughs) um, (laughs) Jesus. You fucking yeah, the up. purple army helmet on. Um, yeah, um, and she's she's wearing like she's topless, but she has like bullets over her tits. But the bullets are like deflated. It looks like they're like I don't know what they made them of, but they're like kind of like falling over and like deflate. They look like crayons that are left out in the sun. Like someone did, like, <laughs> someone did like a bad job on these bullets. Um, these are the same kids that made the board for the wrestling classic in '85. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Children. Um. <laughs> So he, in all of these, he mentioned a movie he's got going on, and uh, they were as follows. As Hard As It Gets, which would, I guess would have been like a play on As Good As It Gets. Lust Makes in sense. Space, which I was like, that has to be a porn movie. There has to be a movie called that. I'm sure. And then Val Venus, Soldier of Love. <laughs> That's what he did with Jenna Jameson. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. 
So at this point, the crowd is like, we need to see, you can't wait to see Valvinus. Just like you said, you know, right. you're, you're watching this for weeks. So he has his debut on Raw and he comes out with that iconic fucking music. Now I'm going to play some music for you. Do you know whose music his was sort of a, I wouldn't say a ripoff of because the same guy was writing the music, but his music was almost exactly someone else's. Okay, let's hear it. All right, I'll play you Val. Uh, I'll play you Val's first. Okay. Okay. All right. Now pay attention to not not the saxophone, but the bass and the drums. Right. All right, now I'm going to play you the other one. So even okay. like down to the drum roll at the beginning, it's like almost the same song. See if you can identify this music. That's not Rick Rude, is it? It's Rick uh, Rick the Model. Oh, it's Rick. Okay. That's the model's music. That's why. And the, okay. and the first time Val Venus came out to that, I was like, that's the model song. Just with a sax over it. With a sax instead of keyboards. Yeah. And the model starts with, I think, a xylophone uh, before, okay. at the beginning of it. But uh, yeah, it's the same music. So he goes right, right into a feud with Kai and Tai immediately. Um, his first pay-per-view match is at Fully Loaded 98, which you and I were at, in Fresno. Yes. Um, and immediately, he's fucking Yamaguchi-san's wife. <laughs> what, what would you expect? Yeah, he wastes he's no time. He's a star. Yeah, he wastes no time. Yeah, um, he's slanging his dick everywhere on yeah, the WWF. Yeah, and we covered this on the SummerSlam episode, so there's no reason to go too deep into this, but this is where- Oh, that was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> This is where uh, they do the choppy choppy pee pee. Yes, and um, he doesn't. He they chop his dick off, but his dick doesn't get cut off, and he blames it on he or he credits it to shrink a little bit of shrinkage. Yeah, yeah, shrinkage, Jerry, and his friend uh, uh, John Bobbitt. Which I was like, I guess they could be friends. <laughs> you know, I was like, they were both porn stars. They could have met on the set of John Wayne Bobbitt Uncut. It's <laughs> <laughs> classic. <laughs> I finished that several times. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Um, so the next feud he goes into is with Dustin. Uh, I don't remember if he's called Dustin Rhodes or Dustin Runnels at this point, but he's not Goldust. He's Dustin. Yeah, I think it was Dustin Runnels. Okay, so he gets into a brawl with him and he ties him up in the in the ropes, and he makes him watch his latest movie. There's something about Terry, where he's fucking Goldust's <laughs> wife, Terry. <laughs> Yeah. And I'm, I'm watching it and I'm like, he's a baby face. Yes. He's a baby face fucking the other guy's wife. This is like Flair and Elizabeth turned up to 11 and he's a baby face. <laughs> <laughs> like we right. hate, we hated Flair for being like next to a pool with Elizabeth in a, in a bathing suit. Val yeah, Venus with some is, fake pictures. Yeah, right. Val Venus is fucking the guy's wife and we love him for it. Yeah. And he's showing the video of it to the crowd. That's why we love him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was great. Um, and then, like, right after that, Goldust in Terry in the video is like, Val Venus is a real man. And, like, a week later, Gold, uh, Dustin turns back into Goldust, which apparently 
he thought that's how you get Terry back after she called Val a real man. Right, yeah, let's go back to the uh, cross-dressing character. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So he ends up beating Val at Capital Carnage. That's the end of that feud. Then a couple weeks later, he dumps Terry because he knocked her up. Yeah, she's like, I'm pregnant. And he's like, see ya. He's, <laughs> he's a baby face. Still, jeez. <laughs> totally. We're, we're, totally. Che- we're cheering him for that. <laughs> he's banging everybody, getting people pregnant, this leaving is, them when they are. He's this, like, is, this, this is Attitude Era. So yeah, guess, totally. Yeah. <laughs> he's a huge fan favorite. Yeah. Then for like a week, he's in a tag team with the Godfather. And they were, do you know what they were called? No, I don't remember. They were called Supply and Demand. Oh, dude. Per- oh, wow. Perfect, right? Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Then he did a porn with Ryan Shamrock called Saving Ryan's Privates. <laughs> yes, that was Ken Shamrock's quote-unquote sister. Right, which is hilarious because he's like, it's like a war movie and shit. And he's doing a porn. <laughs> Saving Ryan's. He liked to go with the uh, with the soldiers' themes. Yeah, right, films. right. Yeah, then I was like, yeah. dude, he talks everyone into doing porn. Right. He already did. It he's very Harry. smooth. Yeah, yeah. I was like, he's like the Vince of porn. Right, right. <laughs> It'll be great. It'll be great, pal. Yeah, he's a regular Mr. Marcus. Yeah, yeah. Um, then he ends up beating Shamrock for the IC title, which was actually pretty, pretty impressive because he'd been there less than a year at that point. Yeah. Yeah, already decorated less than a year in. And he was getting, at this point, he's getting a lot of TV time. Like, he's a big star. You know, he's not like a gimmicky joke guy. He's a gimmicky serious guy, I guess you could say. And he had good matches. Like, we reviewed that one SummerSlam match that he had. Killer He match. was having good matches with guys. So, Link did well training him, dude. He could, I mean, not only was he an entertaining character, but he could have a good match at the same time. Totally, yeah, yeah. That was a big key to his success. Yeah. Um, so, not long after that, he hooked up with Nicole Bass. Um, which was they brought Nicole Bass into wrestling. Imagine that. Yeah, right. Yeah, Hank. I guess Hank the Hank the Dwarf didn't work out, so they went and got Nicole Bass. <laughs> um, they had a match with uh, uh against D'Lo and Ivory, and before the match, D'Lo cut a promo and he said he heard something through through the grapefruit through the grapefruit vine, which was the best part of that match. Interesting. Um, <laughs> Then he goes on to King of the Ring 99, where he wrestled China in the first round. He lost against China in the first round. And that made me think, maybe that's why he hates um, Nyla Rose being the AWA champion. Oh, you know what? Very possibly. (laughs) He's got a little bit of history. Very possibly. Yeah, he's he's still bitter 20 years later. Yeah. Yeah. But that wouldn't be the first uh, time. Well, we'll get there. What's up, you guys? This is Eddie. Um... First of all, I'd like to apologize for interrupting the episode. I know how rude that was of me, but Dick. we just want to let you. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> um, we just want to let you guys know if you're going to be in Vegas for SummerSlam, so are we. It, it, anyone else here? F- feel free to chime in, Scott, Adam. Oh, yeah. Okay, I thought you were going to keep going, but yes, we will be at the Hazel Cafe right after SummerSlam. So when SummerSlam is over. Head over to the Hazel Cafe, meet Eddie, meet Adam, meet myself. My name is Scott, educating the masses one drink at a time. Feel free to buy us a drink or two or three or seven. Let's hang out. Let's talk wrestling. Let's get drunk. Let's have some fun. It's Vegas, baby. It's it's going to be an amazing time. Just uh, make sure that you have plenty of water in hand because it's going to be hot as testicles out there. 
Okay, so nobody mentioned where the Hazel Cafe is, so I'll do he it. He did. It's a, it's a, no, I don't think he did. He I don't just know. said the Hazel Cafe. The I Hazel did say Cafe, the Hazel Cafe. That's right. Yeah, the Hazel Cafe is at Mandalay Bay, which is like the closest uh, casino to the, uh, what's, what's it called, the Legion Field? Allegiant um, Stadium, yes. Allegiant Stadium. So leave SummerSlam, go straight to Mandalay Bay, go straight to fucking the Hazel, Hazel Cafe, come hang out with us, look for the dudes with the drunk wrestling history shirts. You'll know I, you'll know us when you see us, whether we're wearing those or not. But look for the drunk wrestling history shirts. Come have a drink with us. And well, that's kind of it. Unlike you, I give our listeners credit that when I tell them we're going to be at the Hazel Cafe right after the show, they'll jump on their smart device They'll look up Hazel Cafe in Vegas. It will point them to the Mandalay Bay. But thank you for spelling it out for them. Oh, you mean you mean the way you looked up where the uh, where Mickey James the Mickey James Hotel was in Atlanta on your phone? We're not talking about that right now. That was also ten years ago, sir. Technology <laughs> was not where it is today. Back in yeah, okay, all right. I knew how to use maps back then. Good for you. Anyway, you guys, come meet us at the Hazel Cafe at Mandalay Bay. Right after SummerSlam's over, fuck Manny Pacquiao and his stupid fight. That's it's fake anyway. It is. Um, it's already scripted out. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna totally gonna put money on it though. But come <laughs> come hang out. Come have a drink with us. Have a good time. And uh, that's kind of all I get to say about that. And let's get back to the episode. This commercial is not drunk. rehearsed at all. No, not rehearsed. Also, this is our first commercial in the history of this episode. Or this we paid history for it of this, ourselves. This oh. <laughs> we didn't list out the side effects. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, um, he ended up winning the the European title from Bulldog that year at Armageddon, which I think is is in December. Yeah, I forgot Bulldog was there that long. He was, dude. Yeah, Bulldog had quite a run in yeah. WWE or WWF and WWE. Yeah, yeah. Um, he lo- he lost it to Angle pretty early in two thousand, and I was like, he he didn't hold titles very long, but he he feuded with in between this time he'd feuded with Austin Rock and Mankind. So like he's yes. getting some top. He's level in the ring with them. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Right. He, yeah. He was. He was only champion for a couple months, but like he was getting some major shit going on with those guys. Yeah, they're putting titles on him. They have him in the ring with their best guys. So yeah, they thought a big deal of him. Hmm. Yeah. Um. So not long after that, he hooks up with Trish and turns heel, cuts his hair, which like he was going bald anyway. So I see yeah. that's why he cut his hair, like when Baron Corbin shaved his head. Right. Um, Drop drops the porn music. Uh, he's still billed from Las Vegas, turns it to like techno-y club music. Yeah, right. Uh, then he won the IC title from Rikishi. And I but saw... That, but that was not the end of that feud. No, no. Um, he did a cage match with Rikishi at Fully Loaded. And uh, Rikishi, Rikishi hit him with a splash from the top of the fucking cage. Fantastic yeah. match. Which was insane. Man. Yeah. 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 But, Holy shit. But then Val, <laughs> but Val won the match. After yeah, right, he, yeah, right. So, yeah, he didn't lose. So yeah, so I got both guys over, but he got the Duke. Yeah, and like, yeah, it was he was utilizing the cage. It, there wasn't as many like slow crawls or slow climbs and stuff. Mm-hmm. They were mm-hmm. working each other over. They were like rubbing, rubbing bodies <laughs> on the ca- <laughs> on the cages, <laughs> like just trying just trying to inflict pain and stuff. He gets hit with the. I think it was a bonsai drop. I think that's the technical term, but still, yeah. Rikishi is like, he's so disoriented, doesn't even cover him, tries to go for the door. Taz clocks him for whatever reason, 
and then he sneaks a pin uh, on him to retain. Yeah. But still, like, weird way to end a match, but his his physicality as well as Rikishi's fantastic fucking match. Yeah, yeah. really. Yeah. Um, then he gets in... Um, well, he lost his title after he lost a mixed tag match when Trish got pinned by China. Mm-hmm. Right, at SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, SummerSlam. Then he joins right yep. to censor... Which was really cool, but it didn't do a lot for him, I felt. It was... So they... Right to Censor gathered the right people for that gimmick. Like, you take away the Godfather and the hose Mm -hmm. and the hoe train. You take away the porn star. Yeah. It was a good gimmick. It was a really good gimmick. Mm -hmm. But it didn't do a lot for the guys in it. It was basically like... All those guys were like anti-Attitude Era... Which immediately made them heels. Which was brilliant. It, it, it was, but they didn't really do anything. They didn't no win gold. any titles from anyone. Nobody came out of it better. No, absolutely yeah. not. And I think if you ask Godfather and Val Venus both, they'll say that Right to Censor was their least favorite gimmick. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Val Venus is the only member of Right to Censor to wear white pants. That's uh, true. Yeah. It was weird. He here's how powerful he was uh, in uh, Right to Censor. He beat Billy Gunn in uh, uh, in some match. Stipulation was if he won, he can't use uh, the Mister Ass name and can't play his music anymore. <laughs> That's how uh, he became the one Billy Gunn. So interesting. Ah, okay. okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's he's also the one that gave uh, China the pile driver that put her on the shelf for a few months. Right. So he beat China mm-hmm. Armageddon, which this is a few months after China beat the fuck out of Ivory at WrestleMania 17. Squash. So China, China mm-hmm. was like the number like four star in the company. You know. Yeah. She was huge and Val beat her, so it was a big deal. But then it kind of, it was sort of like felt like he got big wins that went nowhere. Yeah. Right, because you'd think he'd get move up a notch because of that, but he didn't. But he, he also uh, he left for a while because he had hip surgery. Yeah, he and that became kind of a running trend with him. And that was, was injury. Right, so the next few years, that kind of, exactly, that became kind of his thing. So he comes back as the big Valbowski. Then not long after that, like some shit in the gym fell on him or something? Yeah, like, something like, like, a, like a weight set or something fell on him. Yeah, it was like Hogan at nine. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was not like as crazy that. as Ahmed putting his hand through what? a nail at the announce table. <laughs> right, right. So he, he fucked his neck up and he got a bunch of cuts. So he's out for a while after that. Then he comes back and he's doing dark matches. And um, then his last match as Val Venus was with he, uh, in a tag team match. He kind of became a tag, tag wrestler after this for a while. Yeah. Um, teamed up with Chuck Palumbo and wrestled, uh, I think he lost, to Ron Simmons and Reverend Devon. And then Bischoff made him his chief of staff, which was actually mm-hmm. kind of cool. I actually liked him in that role. That was pretty good. Yeah, that was pretty good. And the chief of staff was kind of a nod to the whole Valvinus character. Mm-hmm. That was pretty funny. I didn't even think about that, dude. Oh, like, well, st- yeah, like staff, like like dick, like right. <laughs> <Literally>. <laughs> penis. Never even crossed my mind, dude. Like, um, it, I, I'm a master of the dick joke. You really are. Isn't it? I recognize them. Yeah. I mean, at least he was able to recognize it was right in front of his face. So, game, you know. Right. Game recognized game. Exactly. <laughs> um, so he was chief of staff, uh, Morley, because he starts going by his regular name. Then he teamed up with Storm. Well, he got fired 
for a minute because he lost a match to Jerry Lawler, which if Lawler lost the match, JR would be fired. Then Stone Cold hired him back. It was really kind of like convoluted. Then he teams up with Lance Storm. And the biggest match those two had together was uh, the Heat before WrestleMania 19. Which, which for all intents and purposes, that was WrestleMania 19. Yeah, I mean, we were there at 19 and we saw the match. Yeah, it um, happened in front of the crowd, in the ring. Like, yeah. it was, in essence, WrestleMania 19. Right, and the match was a qualifier for a title match on the main show. Um, you know what was interesting? I read on Lance Storm's website years ago. He's never Lance Storm never got to wrestle at a WrestleMania, but he was on the pre-show like three times or something. I think like 18, 19, or 20. Wow. He was on the pre-show. Oh, man. But he never actually made the regular show, which, man, of all the people to not make it onto a WrestleMania. If he'd been there a couple years longer, he would have been in a Money in the Bank match. Oh, for sure. No doubt about it. He's got to be like probably the best. he deserved one, but damn. He's got to be the best wrestler uh, to not make it onto a WrestleMania while being a player. I would agree. Like as far as in-ring, you know, as an in-ring performer, it's got to be Storm. He was so great. Um, And they were good. They were really good as a tag team because Val Venus could work. And that was one of the things where he said um, when he went into right to censor, he kind of, yeah, he didn't really love the gimmick, but he thought that um, the Valvinus gimmick was kind of overshadowing his in-ring work, which is totally true because I forgot how good he was in the ring till we watched that SummerSlam. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you just remember for him the whole, the whole porn star gimmick. Yeah. Like sometimes you forget how good he was in the ring. Exactly, yeah. So after how that... How good he was in the ring, it was the right call to like drop the porn star gimmick and let him, let him just be a wrestler. Let him be tough, whether it was under the name Sean Morley or Val Venus. He could yeah. fuck a body up. Totally. Yeah, and I, totally. that was definitely the right call for him. Yeah. Um, so after that, he ended up... Also, you don't want to teach the kids way too much in a finite amount of time. But yeah. Uh, so after that, he ended up teaming up with Viscera, and the tag team was called V-Squared, which is the worst tag team name ever. Awful. And his last match was uh, a loss to Footski on Heat <laughs> on January 9th, 2009. And I had I could not remember that he was there. He was there um, a little over, almost just short of 11 years. I did yeah. not remember he was there that long. Yeah, he had a hell of a run, dude. He really did. I mean, like he was only. I mean, he was never a top guy. He was like an upper mid card guy for about half his run. Um, but even to be a, like a lower mid card guy for five more years is that's good, you know. Like, yeah, he was a good hand to keep around that could just have matches with guys and could solidify your mid card. And I'm sure that's why he was there that long is because he he was good in the ring, just like like Bob Holly. Bob Holly was there a long time because he could have a good match with anyone. Yes, Venus, the same way. Yep, absolutely. Um, yeah, so he's. I think he never got pushed to that next level because he was a little bit injury prone. Yes, very much so. I think that held him back, but um, he was awesome like he was a great character he's definitely one of the most memorable characters of the last 20 years or so and well his was, debut was perfect the era that they debuted him in mm-hmm. was that was custom it's made scre- for his character it screams attitude anything that pushes the envelope yeah. oh there's con there's content that's making its way into broadcast television it was edgy it was uh, like may, maybe the cool kids at school were able to watch this show and they would tell the other kids at school okay and maybe they don't understand sex yet but still it, this was the stuff that you would want to sneak over and see everyone was really intrigued totally yeah and it was cool too because in a way because um this was he might have been you know the the early mid 90s was when wrestlers were like professions you know like tl hopper was a plumber or duke the dumpster right. was a garbage man he was kind of the last guy who was uh like a 
he did a different job. An inundated <laughs> gimmick. Yeah. Yeah. Or, he was sort of, yeah. He was like kind that. of the end of that where your gimmick is that you're an employee of some other profession. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. I don't think anyone's done that since then. So, no. And he, dude, he played the character perfectly too. Um, so, I'm trying to think Simon Dean, maybe. Uh, he would have been like more of like, like a, um, independent you'd contractor. See, you'd see him on an infomercial or trying to sell at his booth. At Costco, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so the last thing I have in my notes: Should he be in the Hall of Fame? Ooh. Also in my notes. Okay. Okay. Um, you know what? I'm gonna say yes. And I always have the same argument because Coco Beware's in there. There you go. Good enough. He's the bar, right? Like if you're a decorated guy, like he won the European Championship, he mm-hmm. won the tag team titles, he won the IC title. That's right. enough for me. You go in. All right, what do you think, Adam? I think he's a Hall of Famer, even though he's not from there, but is built there. I'd say you put him in when uh, WrestleMania heads to Allegiant Stadium in Vegas. Okay, call. oh, that's a good call. Um, like, I think even he's... though he wouldn't be the featured Hall of Famer there, I'd still, you put him in that class. He'd be, in, sure. the, he'd be in the lower mid-card. Yeah, exactly. There you go. <laughs> um, I think he's absolutely a Hall of Famer, but I don't know how they put him in because do you put him in as Val Venus or do you put him in as Sean Morley? He's more known as Val Venus, but Val Venus is a porn star. Oh. So do you put in a guy who, if someone Googles him, it brings up that he's a porn star? I don't really know. Um, I say, yeah, just put him in as Val Venus. Fuck it. Agree. But That's um, what he's best known as. Like, if you were to make a list yeah. of Attitude Era stars, Val Venus in any other era of WWE... Mm-hmm. Probably not going to make it. Right. But because of where he was introduced, the time frame he was introduced in, it was perfect. It was the perfect storm of character and era at the same time. He pulled it off perfectly. And it he was should absolutely g- go in as Val Venus. And there's not one person who watched wrestling back then and doesn't remember Val Venus. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It yeah. was that memorable. Mm-hmm. Uh, Our- so uh, one more thing uh, I want to share off. This is just because when you introduced me uh, to this, uh, or that this was going to be on the schedule, I just had a little fun. I just made a, a list of WWE or WWF, WWE, or even just wrestling shows in general. Uh, if they were pornos that Val Venus would be featured in. So just want to share a couple of these. All right. So we have Taboo Boobs Day. Coital Rumble. <laughs> 69 Live. Come Shot Saturday Night. <laughs> wow. Tuesday Night Tight. <laughs> Fully Unloaded. <laughs> the Great American Ass. <laughs> Hell in a Motel. Raw is Whore. <laughs> Super Astros. <laughs> Jacked off. Oh. <laughs> Smacked up and down. Uh, T. Rough enough. <laughs> Money shot in the stank. <laughs> oh my God. On tables, on ladders, and on chairs. <laughs> Instead of unforgiven, on all fours and given. Uh, no mercy. That would be a BDSM movie. 
in invasion. <laughs> no way in and out. <laughs> ECW one night stand. Survive her series. Felatio uh, in the chamber. Elimination taint her. In your house. TNA destination sex. T TNA rock hard justice. TNA uh, bound for glory holes. <laughs> put a lot of thought to this. Swallowing habit. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening to this week's episode Pumping of Drunk Wrestling History. You know Adam Cole, uh, Adam Cole, uh, whatever the fuck else Instead of Mucha Underground, Smucha on the ground. Uh, uh so... Hard deep and Keep social distancing. WCW showed wild. Five feet apart, six feet apart, whatever it is. Uh, know, Ed know your role. Edging and Christian show that totally like no the boss One, two, three. This episode's over. Rough enough. <laughs>